minute freak! Ah, no way! F-R-E-A-K! Your ordinary fur-barren rebel! That didn't do anything. Okay, just have to speak up like professionals. Well, look, my lines are bigger than yours. I know. Hey. I used to get in a few arguments over stuff like that back in the day, but we won't get into that. <laughs> um, what kind of mindless dribble is this? <laughs> this is oh, a, wait, I, wrong show. Hi, Five yeah, Minute well, Freak. Yeah, well, Five Minute Freak slash uh, Synergy with Mindless Dribble because <laughs> that's our dribble, and you'll... You're hearing more of it on that show, too. But we've decided to take one for the team, as they say. Uh, not really. Um, I'm Scott McGregor, by the way. This is Serotonin. Hi, I'm Sarah. Um, and uh, we've been talking about this for a couple weeks. Um, she was interested in seeing the new Fantastic Four movie, which apparently everyone else in the world hates. And uh most of the venom has been from you know comic book nerds big surprise there oh comic book nerds uh, criticizing a, a property of theirs that's made into a movie but to be fair to give a little history this movie has been like racked with problems since day one um they hired the director of the movie chronicle which is a pretty good found footage movie about superheroes you know, or people getting strange powers and either exploiting them badly or, you know, going crazy with them, stuff like that. So on his success, they hired him to do this big tentpole movie for 20th Century Fox. And uh, obviously to also keep the Fantastic Four rights within their studio and not make them revert back to Marvel Studios, which is something a lot of people have probably been hoping for because they've never really... At least from the nerd point of view, I don't think the reviews generally of any of the Fantastic Four movies have been very good. And the last two they made, which wasn't too long ago, actually did fairly okay at the box office, but they weren't also received well by critics. Uh, you said you saw those also, though. The more recent ones, the 2007 ones? Yeah. Or 2000, yeah, right around that area. Whatever they were, I watched them not too long ago. But, and I kind of vowed I would not give this movie my money because well would, you didn't I did. so well that's true no. <laughs> my, my girlfriend took me so I'm still my conscience is clear yeah we spent my money this was pure research uh, so I you know I got thinking about it I'm like you know what she wants to see this and it would kind of make for an interesting podcasting opportunity in that I'm like an old Fantastic Four <coughs> comic book fan or at least I know them from I mean when I was young I got this like compendium book of the Fantastic Four, which was like their first 16 issues ever. So I read, you know, the beginnings of, of this group. And I didn't follow them very closely in the comics. I bought an issue here or there, saw them in Marvel crossovers in the comics. But I have a very kind of specific old school vision of this group, which this, uh, from the get-go, this movie's been decided to go the polar opposite of whatever we'll get back to that but i thought it would be interesting me going into that with that bias and sarah here who has never really been a comic book reader but does enjoy the comic book movies at least so she has lied to me and said so you know um and so i dragged her to them and make her watch them on on dvd um so she's lying she should she should stop and the torture will cease 
But uh, yeah, you actually wanted to see this one on, on, on the merit of the trailers, I'm assuming, that you saw, right? No. And now you're just going to throw me under the bus. Yes, now you're I the am. one that wanted. Yeah, she's, no trailers. I didn't I see any trailers. I can edit all this, you know. So you're. <laughs> well, you've been talking for six minutes evil, and 52 seconds now, and I haven't gotten a word in yet. Three minutes and 58 seconds. Well, Thank all right. You. I have it just a time. It seems like it's longer. I keep trying to throw it to her, and she's just staring no, at me. No, you just keep blankly. talking, because okay. I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, I, do I didn't see the trailers. You're lying now. You tell me you saw. You watched the trailer right here with me once, I'm okay, sure. Okay, yeah, just one. And you're like, I'd like to see that. Yes, I did. Because I, I did my usual nerd rant and said, there's no way I'm seeing this movie. And you yep, said... Yep, and I said, shut up, like yeah. I normally do. Yeah, and you decided to wield your power and, and just for laughs decide to see if I can make him go to this movie. I had have went without you. I don't care. Well, that's what you said. So, you know, my wheels start turning and then... And say, hey, we can make a, a, we can exploit this for a podcasting opportunity, and maybe see a good movie at the same time. Um, and so, I guess we're going to review it for you as a five-minute freak. And uh, so, why don't we start with you, since I'm babbling away? Give us your impressions on the Fantastic Four movie. Not knowing comic books, not really caring about comic books, and uh, it was it was neat to know how they got. The, the spin on how they got to be who they are. Um, the the explanation of, of where the powers came from. Because I never knew. I had no mm-hmm. clue. I don't know if that's how it is originally in the stories. Or if that's simply for this incarnation in this movie. Um, but the explanation of where the powers came from, that's pretty cool. I never knew how Ben became made of rocks. And, right, right. And how did... Um, Reed become so you know the the stretchy god that's kind of creepy guy that he is um, yeah I don't know it was I, I enjoyed it it was the, the bright lights pretty sound you know bright lights pretty colors and uh, loud noises and that's really all you really need out of a movie you, you bring up a good point though that a lot of nerd rage about these movies is like oh why do we got to see another you know, origin story. We all know how these guys got their powers. Well, yeah, well, yeah you we do. do. But you make the point that you know you're your average movie viewer that they're trying to get your ticket money too, and they don't want to throw you right in the middle of, you know, uh, and this all the complicated other ones story. And, and a lot of them are. Yeah, the Marvel ones are definitely kind all of the, like, all the other ones do. I mean, assuming boom, that they're you're already caught here. up. Yeah. Um. And, I you know I spent my money on things other than comic books. Had other things to do with my time. Right. Right. Um. Never really knew how Sue became invisible. I thought, wow, that's a neat trick. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. her brother catches on fire. Well, wow, wow, what kind of genetics do their parents have? Well, so <laughs> since this is going to be, I mean, you can go find spoiler-heavy reviews all over the, the net, so we'll just do a quick summary. But since this is going to be Scott and Sarah watch the Fantastic Four, so you don't have to, we should do a little plot explanation, I guess. But as far as that, and you asked me this over dinner, um, their origin in this, and the movie is almost complete, you know, is one big origin story, basically. Sorry, I'm making noises. Um, hey, you had babies in a podcast the other day, so you're not going to criticize my little tics. <laughs> so, now this differs, I guess I've never read, I was explaining to you what the Ultimates line was. It was kind of this alternate universe within the comics that I never read. Um, well, I read some and decided it was crap, so I didn't read further. Um, and so this, I guess, this origin was similar to that one in that they 
they get their powers by traveling into another dimension, which in the comics would have been called the, the negative zone, which has always been a big thing with the Fantastic Four. It's this alternate dimension that Reed Richards found. So I don't know why they didn't go there for this, because I think they own the rights to it. I don't know why they didn't go full nerd and call it the, the negative zone, uh, but whatever. Um, and in the original comics in 1960s, I told you it was kind of more of a space race thing. It was like, we're trying to beat the Russians into space. Okay. Reed Richards and Ben Grimm, you know, well, Reed builds the, the rocket. Ben is a, a, a proven pilot, so he's going to pilot the rocket. And then for some expl inexplicable reason, he invites his, you know, his girlfriend and her her irresponsible brother along and in, in the comics i they're not really scientists like they are in the movie here they're just kind of which is a failing of the old comic and that the movie actually makes more sense and that johnny in the movie is this mechanical guy and sue is actually a scientist too so that's why they are in on the whole thing um so it only differs in that way and in the comics also they there's a situation where they're not going to be the ones that get to go on the journey and that they decide to sneak and do it anyway and they do that in the movie so that was actually pretty close to the comics and i enjoyed that the way that they portrayed that but um continue on like with your review what else did you what were you as you said, you just wanted to go see splody stuff and superheroes and battles and stuff Loud like that. Loud noises. Loud noises. Yes. Um, I I still I don't I don't even want to start yet. You talk more because I'm just gonna babble on. So you feel free. No, but it's all good. tell the, me what the, was your favorite grade, character? What was the, your favorite special I effect? I liked when Reed, the little kid, in mm -hmm. the fifth grade, the science fair, and he builds his teleporter. And this could be sand from China, whatever. And his little car. Yep. I think it would have been spectacular if when they'd landed in the zone, if when they stumbled out of their little pod, if they'd have come across the little car. I, I thought that was a great point. I'm that like, would, that, that would have been epic. That would have improved but, the story. You know, that's one of those little things you could throw in for flavor. Um, that, yeah, it was a missed opportunity. There were a few missed opportunities by the writers in this, and I don't even think... But I'm, I'm not aware of them, so I guess it doesn't, you know... Well, I, I, um, Jane Q, ticket buyer, just yeah, it didn't matter. it was very hard to watch this objectively for me, obviously, and I tried to. And I'll, I'll kind of give... I'm going to give this a better review than I thought I was going to, actually. That may surprise some of our listeners. Although, then again, they also know that I'm kind of an easy lay for genre movies <laughs> slot you know as you said you put a bunch of things exploding and people <laughs> stretching in on fire and flying and i'll enjoy myself especially when it's my girlfriend's money you know come on you know <laughs> okay i think our five minutes are up now no hardly yeah. hardly um but as the comic book guy i can see why a lot of people are pissed at this <clears throat> Traditionally, uh, the Fantastic Four in comics are, are like, you can break them down to two things. They're, they're public superheroes, for one. Everybody knows never who they are. Never had a mask, never had a secret identity. No, never. and they didn't do that in here, but it was more kind of, you know, it was the whole story of the government's got them and they're going to exploit them first before they be... They, it was the story of them becoming the superheroes, where in the comics they were just kind of thrown into it you know, and they had to battle this thing in the middle of New York City um, and, you know, decided to save the world together, but they had already had their powers for a while. Um, what were 
was I going with that? But as the comic guy, I can see why people are pissed because it's very grim, dark, very colorless movie. The, the the Fantastic Four is always about family and fun, and they finally got to some of the fun stuff at the last scene of the movie. You know where the Johnny and Ben in the comics, Johnny and Ben are are best friends, but they're constant. They're the kind of best friends that are constantly busting each other's balls, and you know Johnny will like. I think the word is frenemies. Frenemies, exactly. Very good. You know, it's the kind of thing, well, Johnny will be walking down the hall and pass Ben, and Johnny will just, like, blast him in the ass with, you know, a fireball just to fuck with him, and then Ben will wreck half the house trying to get to Johnny. You know, it's all slapstick comedy um, in the old Fantastic Four, and that's kind of what made it fun. And obviously there wasn't a lot of that in this. I thought they did early on. I thought they sold the relationship of Ben and, and Reed pretty well early on but then Ben just kind of disappears and he calls him back when everything's done I thought they slighted Ben a bit in this Mm -hmm. because in the comics he's as important as Reed he's the guy that's going to pilot you know the friggin spaceship Reed can't do it without him and this he just wants to bring his buddy along as like well (laughs) Ben is the kid that rips off the transformer that allows Reed to come close to ripping a hole in the universe and creating black holes and like the whole world into yeah, well done. <laughs> no, and that was all very cool, and that sold me on the relationship. And then it just a lot of the plot lines just seemed to hit dead ends for me. That yeah, it's really because going to they sent they sent Reed away to school. Well, why not Ben too? Yeah, Ben gets to go back to the junkyard and, and right deal, because you know, Reed was essentially he was his... sitting there giving him equal credit for the experiment. Well, he was trying to, and then you know the, the Doctor Franklin Storm was like, "Well, no, we just want you." Sorry. <laughs> Have fun back in, you know, on Yancey Street, Ben. Although they even mentioned Yancey Street. That's a big thing with Ben Grimm. He's from Yancey Street. The Yancey Street gang he's always fighting with in the comics. And and uh, you don't know this either, but one of the bigger bitches about the movie is the thing's signature line is, it's clobber in time. You know, you probably maybe even knew that as a, as a casual, you know, being yeah. peripheral, your son being into comics and stuff like that. Um, but for them to use it, you know, his, his older brother beating him up using the phrase, you know. Well, now you know where Ben got it from. Yeah, but it just doesn't seem, it doesn't seem a little creepy to you that he would use that as, you know, this trauma from his youth. He would use that as his war cry, you know. You would think that would be the most debilitating and, No. Know, no? I don't know. No, see, you didn't have an older brother. What? You didn't have an older brother. No, that's true. So, I yeah, have a very you know, scary younger is... sister, but <laughs> you know, hopefully never hear this. But, um, <laughs> yeah, but see, now you know where he got it from. I could see it, and it, it was done more organically than I thought it would be, that the way they were portraying it in the reviews that I... I said, I'm also ashamed that I actually liked this movie more than I thought I would. <laughs> Because by itself, as a good little sci-fi, you know, science gone mad type movie, it was pretty cool. Up till Doctor Doom was pretty abysmal, but we'll get into that in a minute. Um, it was a pretty good movie, but don't call yourself the Fantastic Four then. I don't know. That's just, you know, just do that movie and make a Fantastic Four movie that's colorful and fun and superheroes and Doctor Doom is what he's supposed to be. Because almost all these movies have not gotten Doctor Doom right. Now, what did you think of him as a villain, honestly? I thought they sold him and Reed's... They fucked that up, too, They, they sold him better as a human. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he didn't do much but you know kill people as a villain. Which yeah. is, is they rude. they sold him much better as before he transformed. Right. And uh, up until that point, I felt horrible when he fell off the cliff and into the green goo. Yeah, well, because we oh, didn't know. Oh dear God, he's he's and about they, to die bad. They didn't portray him. Well, they portrayed him as very mopey and emo, but they didn't portray him as particularly bad guy. And I hate to say it, but at times I thought he was a better character than Reed was. Because yeah. he, he was the one that seemed like very... It was obviously he just wanted to apparently get away to this planet Zero and just be a hermit or something. I don't know. They didn't really explain well, that. Well, he had built the machine first. Right. And, and did it his, better, apparently, which is... great incan- incarnation just d- designed it and built it better. Yeah. But he, you know, Von Doom, had uh, already invented it. It was, you know, it just happened to be that the kid did it better. Yeah. At and least no. his name was Von Doom. There were rumors for a while that they completely changed his character, that he was like an angry blogger or something. And, and then Storm comes in and says, hey, Adolf, I'm yeah. not German. There yeah. was some pretty good humor in this, I have to give it. There was actually some fairly good writing in the beginning, and you could kind of see where it fell There apart, was a line where, did, did they change directors midstream? Or pretty much. They lose well, half their budget? They kind of, yeah. The beginning of the movie was awesome, and then it wasn't it yeah it was definitely well yeah they had huge problems and they they essentially now it's come out that the director was pretty much fired about halfway through it and the studio came in and cobbled together some crap and uh left out some stuff like the three movies that have been done recently haven't really gotten doom right and doom that you don't know in the comics and it's kind of a silly yeah, I don't know how hard how you can say it. a villain is silly in a world where there's stretchy guy, invisible girl, you know, <laughs> fire guy, and the fucking thing. But in the comics, Doom is actually the monarch of this country, or he becomes the monarch of this country, which is Latveria, which is fictional European country, you know, clone of whatever. Um, might as well be Transylvania. Um, but he goes to school with Richards. You know, he's in college, and there are rivals there. And he get he his arrogance, and it gets very weird. He's trying to like save his mother's soul from the devil, essentially. Yeah, it gets pretty wacky. Uh, Stanley and Jack Kirby, I think, were smoking some shit back then or something. Um, but yeah, and he has this horrible accident, scars up his face, and he like goes to Tibet to try to get healed, and he makes it worse, and he becomes doom, and eventually rules this country and. You know, he's he's not always he's always out to get Richards or prove he's better than Richards, and that I think they sold well. Except they they boiled it down to like jealousy in this one, and it was like jealousy of Richards getting to know Sue. Yeah, it was all over a girl, and that was and no, that was kind of that, that, unfulfilling for me. Th- that's not the dynamic. It's it's the jealousy over the intellect that Doom is. Doom wouldn't have killed those people either in the comics. He's like that's. He wouldn't get his hands dirty. <laughs> he has minions for that shit. He's like supposed to be that level of supervillain that he's got minions that do his bidding. Um, and they just haven't done that yet. And again, they killed Doom at the end of this. So, oh well, no sequel with Doom. Um, 
Probably no sequel from this franchise. Yeah, at all, apparently. Yes, at yeah. all. Uh, which may or may not be a good thing. It may Put it back in Marvel's hands. It might and be. That's, that's we'll kind of what But happened. I did notice that executive producer was still aligned to Stan Lee. Yeah, well, he's... And y'all said that he had nothing to do with this shit. He doesn't, though, really. I mean, he's, he's basically a producer on everything that he might have created or dealt with. It was some deal he made back in the day when he, like, sold his rights, I think. Uh, okay. I'm sure one of the freaks out there knows this off the top of their heads. But my understanding is, yeah, I think he made some deal. Or he's he gets to be, like, executive producer forever on everything. And maybe gets, like, a million a year just for being Stan Lee or some shit. And uh, that's, okay. I'm not sure what the, the details are, but I know that's why he's on everything. But, but I am the girl that goes to these movies that start mm-hmm. out with that little Marvel flipogram yeah. to look for Stan Lee in these movies. Yeah, and he didn't, he and didn't no, do he one of those. And he wasn't there one. this one. No, which, well, if he was, I was sleeping. Which kind of, <clears> I think he even did he even did the X-Men ones. So it doesn't speak highly. And I think he, he definitely did the other Fox Fantastic Four ones. So yeah. He must have even kind of known this was going to be a turd and just was like, nah, you know, I'm, I'm good this time. <laughs> I'm going to be over here doing Ant-Man. That's okay. Yeah, I'll pass. Thank you. Yeah, so, I don't know. I don't know. That's that's all movie politics, and, and apparently this one has bit the dust as far as money-wise, but it wasn't as bad as I thought it was. I, I admit, I, I liked the portrayal of their powers. I mean, I thought those were pretty spot-on as far as the movie. I thought, you know... This, Pretty hard to translate stretchy guy onto the movies and 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 not make it look really really fucking silly and I think they did actually an adequate job on this one. Yeah. Uh, better than the other the the last ones what you saw they Richard's dancing with his wiggly arms and shit it was the worst CGI ever. And so this was a little more grounded and realistic and and uh, you know body horror stuff and and. You know, the actors did what they could with what they were given. The the Sue Storm, Kate Mara there, was just kind of phoning and it in the whole time. But uh, they didn't give her much to work with. The other thing people should be enraged about is that she didn't get to go on the main mission. You know, they didn't even tell her about it. No, that that kind of cheesed and, me off. But it's, therefore, she was there to bring them back. Right, and then she Which got is zapped how they, anyway. Yeah, and she's, yeah she yeah. still got nailed. But, uh, they they didn't really. I mean, I know they're kind of saving that for the sequel, but they didn't really sell me on any chemistry between Reed and Sue. And in the comics, they're like the great, you know, surviving marriage of Marvel comics. You know, they're, they're the couple. Um, no, she pretty much shut him down yeah, every time he tried yeah, to talk to her. That's actually kind of funny. There was some good writing in the beginning of this. I have to give him props for for having some good humor. And, uh, you know, for all you naysayers, you know, Black Johnny Storm did not destroy the movie all by itself. No, he was awesome. Yeah, he was actually one of the better written parts in the thing. Um, so, you know, and I, I, he did it as good as Chris Evans did in, in the last two, as far as I'm concerned. I don't know why people get their knickers in a twist over stuff like that. There's a lot more problems with this movie than, than Johnny Storm. Um but it was kind of cringeworthy that they even did have a line in there where Reed asks, you know. Were you the adopted? Were you yeah, adopted? Yeah, how are you his sister? Adoption, you dark? You no, know, he, you he said, it? were you adopted? Yeah, yeah. And where were you from? In Kosovo. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of out of the blue. I don't remember Sue being from Kosovo, but whatever. You don't have an accent, don't I? <laughs> yeah. And suddenly she did. So, yeah, that was kind of cute. Yeah. She slapped him. That was, you know, that was, you know, that was, that was verbal slappage. Yeah. 
You know, so there's there is some potential for a relationship there. She shuts him down at every turn, yeah, and uh, gets I, a bit snarky with him. Therefore, you know, she kind of likes him. I, I would tell comic fans to you know to check this out on a dollar seventy five red box. You know, well, what's the harm? You know, yeah, it's gonna make you scream for some nostalgia. But I'm kind of the guy too, and I even said this on the Man of Steel, which not a lot of people in Two True Freaks are real big fans of, but. That I was open to seeing, like, dark and gritty. I, I'm open to see any interpretation of these characters, really. So I was down with seeing dark science Fantastic Four, as long as they do it well, you know. And I think they did it pretty well. They tried to. Within the parameters that they were given. Yeah. It, it could have been so much better. You can smell serious studio, you know, tampering with this. And, and there's some flat-out really bad acting and flat-out really bad special effects. Um, the ones they had to get right, I thought they got pretty well. I thought they did torch well, and I thought they I thought the thing looked great, other than not having pants, which was kind of weird. I was going to ask you, up. why doesn't he have pants? Eh, you know, why why did he have pants in in the comics? Presumably, he had a penis in the comics. Well, and in Animal Crackers, in the movie. monkey is the only one that has the pants, <laughs> yeah. so it's, it's well, probably yeah. along the same lines. Yeah, well, all the, the monkeys are the only ones with penises course in the animal kingdom that's that's what i learned by and you had to take it there didn't you well you know that's that's been the big debate about ben Grimm over the decades you know it's hidden behind the boulder it's gotta be yeah yeah, that's gotta be Mm -hmm. and uh you know did sue's powers pretty well but uh doom sorry they kind of fucked up from other than when he was human he was fine and then of course just like the other ones he has like a similar accident to the fantastic four See, in the comics, he's nowhere near them when he gets his powers. It's a totally different thing. Um, but in the movies, for some reason, they want to lump them all together. Um, and this was just... So is there can, a name for that green goo? What is it that they were yeah, covered we, in? Yeah, we know nothing, really. We know you know nothing about why Doom Just about as, it. the same explanation of the green shit that turned the Hulk into the Hulk after the car accident? I know, Pro- different probably, story. yeah. Non-comic book person, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, and you know, you've got a valid point, though. You know, even the Marvel, you know, the Marvel side of things, the Marvel Studios side of things, doesn't go out of their way to explain shit anymore. They're like, he turns into the Hulk. Who cares how he fucking got that way? And that's cool to do with. That didn't bother me so much as just that he was just kind of so undefined. You know, he just could do anything. He was apparently just God, and he could make people's heads explode and move shit and, you know, deflect bullets. He was just instantly Superman with telekinesis. Soaked in the green stuff until they went back and got him. but none of the other heroes, you know... I mean, with the... They got hosed. Yeah, with the other guys, you could kind of... They had a little nod. You know, they had all these rocks coming into Ben's pod, and they had, you know fire coming into Johnny's, so they at least made some attempt to be like, well, this is why he's rock guy, you know, this is why he's fire guy, and so Doom was just green goo guy that gives you omnipotent powers, apparently. Well, yeah, he soaked in it. It was like Palm Olive. He soaked in it, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) God damn it, I want my money back. This is an expensive manicure. Using fucking dish liquid on me? (laughs) (laughs) You're so Now you know how old we are, kids. Uh-huh. Madge. Yes. <laughs> Madge, you're soaking in it. Yes. So, yeah, the the green stuff kept him alive until Johnny could go back. And, and, and he just all of a sudden decides that he has him. to destroy Earth in order to keep his little world, which no one had ever said anything about. Like, oh, no, this other world's going to collapse if we don't blow up our own planet. 
No one mentioned that anywhere in the movie, so I don't know why that was a thing, but Doom just decided we were all fuck-ups. He was basically nihilist, mopey, emo Doom who decided humans shouldn't deserve to live, which, again, is not Doom from the comics. Doom wants people to live because he wants to rule them. Doom doesn't want to rule an empty, barren rock. Well, there wasn't anybody on the other planet. That's no, what I don't understand. No, and, uh, it's just the green stuff, and yeah, apparently it talked to no, him. No, that, that would not do for Doom. Doom needs the adoration and respect of, at least, at the very least, Richards. He would, Doom would destroy the world except for him and Richards, just to be like, ha-ha, I destroyed the world, and you're still alive to watch it. Ah. You know, so they, they fucked that dynamic up nine ways to Sunday. Other than when he was alive and the romantic thing, because those two actors actually did interplay pretty well. And that was the biggest problem with this movie with me, is that it, it tried to go places and just hit dead ends, just hit the it, wall. It started out real good, and yeah. then not so much. Yeah. Again, wasn't the Fantastic Four from the comics in any way, shape, or form, really, um, other than by name and, and the powers, but I, I enjoyed some of it, you know, I enjoyed it. About 65 to 70% of it, I guess. Yeah, about that much. Just better, better than I thought. I thought I was just going to come back here and be like, that was the worst freaking movie I've ever seen. Um, glad I didn't go to like a midnight showing or you know pay any money to go see it. But <laughs> I, I'd tell you to get it on a... Uh, if you're a completist like I am and just want to see every superhero movie probably ever made, no matter how bad it is, you know, do it. I, I sat through the Wolverine... You know, the first Wolverine, you know, how bad could it be? I liked the well, first uh, yeah, Wolverine. No. Well, you liked it for other reasons, maybe. <laughs> Bright lights, pretty colors, loud noises. And then Hugh Jackman's ass. And Hugh Jackman's ass. Yeah, yeah there you go. So. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway. I think that'll about do it. That's a, another 29-minute, five-minute freak. That's actually pretty good. You need good. to learn how to tell time, kids. It's actually pretty good. Um, I could have done this in five minutes. Yeah, yeah, we could have, but why? You know, <laughs> I don't go to that much trouble. It took me 20 minutes to make the Photoshop. I'm not going to do just a five-minute podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, Fantastic Four, or how did one reviewer... Fan-fortastic. Fan-fortastic. Fan uh, <laughs> probably not out in theaters for very much longer. We caught a matinee today, uh, but it wasn't easy to find. Um so DVD, maybe, you know, uh, or let Fox hang and hopefully we'll get it back in Marvel Studios again someday. But, you know, it's piece of it's piece of the superhero movie record, as they say. So if you want to be a true historian, you should spend that buck 60 at the Red Box when it comes out. It'll be two forty nine. Probably. Get it on Blu-ray. No, probably Blu-ray. No, <laughs> really don't, actually, because high def, the, uh, the problems with the special effects will probably be more pronounced. Uh, good points. I said I thought the the thing looked great. I thought that design worked pretty well. Um, all the powers were pretty portrayed pretty well, and uh, except Dooms and just the writing could have been better. But uh, popcorn movie, sure, you know, good enough for that. Yeah. But uh, it was it, it was it didn't suck. It didn't suck as bad as everybody said it was going. It to. actually had good world building if there would have been a sequel, and there won't be. So I mean, it, it did end off as like kind of getting your ready. You know, I want to see the next chapter now. You know, it wasn't th that horrible that you didn't maybe want to see more of this universe, but now we won't. So moot point. <laughs> 
So the best part was a trailer for Deadpool. Can't wait. Yeah, yeah, that's still looking good. And I know very little about Deadpool other than what I've read peripherally and played in video games. And now that is a comic that I have actually picked up <laughs> yeah. and read. Um, it looks bonkers. It looks as bonkers as it should be. Yeah. yeah so. I've not spent any of my own money on it, but my uh, oldest boy has collected some of those comics through the years. Yeah. And uh, that's that's one I have actually read. Yeah. It just looks... Well, it's got the best Colossus. That big metal guy. The yes. Him, the guy named Colossus that's an old X-Men. One of my favorite X-Men. And that's the best he's ever looked on screen. So I'm excited to see that, if nothing else. And Inara Sarah is... Isn't it? Uh, what's her name? Morena Baccarine? Don't look at me. I don't know. Played Inara on Firefly? Not a clue. You watch Firefly. Yes, I did. Inara, Space Prostitute. Oh, okay. Yeah. She's his girlfriend. Oh, all right. And You, you know. look like an avocado who had sex with an even older <laughs> avocado. Well, thank you. <laughs> that trailer is really bad. I've seen the the Red Band trailer with all the swearing and all the blood, and that's just, this that one's so tame compared to that one, so... Yeah, and it's going to be R-rated. It's going to be bonkers. So, Yeah, you know, it was worth it to see the Deadpool trailer on the big screen. So, <laughs> Go to see Fantastic Four just for that. Bye, kids. We'll talk to you again soon. Bye-bye. If you shop at Amazon.com, please consider using the link at 2TrueFreaks.com to shop there. If you use this link to go to Amazon and then you shop, 2TrueFreaks gets a little cut of what you buy and it doesn't cost you anything extra. So you get to shop as usual and help out the Two True Freaks at the same time. Visit our website at twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is always spelled T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S. You can email Two True Freaks directly at twotruefreaks at gmail.com. Two True Freaks and all of its excellent affiliates are available on iTunes, and you can choose to subscribe to either the entire network if you wish, or pick whichever individual shows you want to follow. We have so many shows to choose from, there's just bound to be one that appeals to your particular fandom. Just search Two True Freaks with an exclamation mark at the end, space, and the number two. You can find Two True Freaks on Facebook. Just search for Two True Freaks. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? If you've enjoyed our show, please, won't you take a moment to rate us on iTunes? That helps others find the show, too. Thanks for listening. And join us every Monday for new episodes of Two True Freaks. We were finally invited aboard one of these spacecraft, which landed near Ann Arbor, Michigan on October the 24th of 1954. This is a drawing of the craft. As I was leaving the craft, the commander, Soltek, said, soon others of your people will be able to have an experience similar to this.